Hello, friends. Welcome to Village Idiots. We're nuts for Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just playing nuts. Yeah, just playing nuts. Uh, it's Tuesday, so we're doing John chapter 20. We've got two chapters left, 20 and 21. I don't believe I'm going to get all through 20, but I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm kind of debating here where how far to go. So, because uh, it goes through 30... Uh, it goes to 30, uh, 31 verses, and, you know, it's going to be a lot to talk about here. So, anyway, we'll just jump right on here. John 12, almost done with John, then we go into Corinthians, First and Second Corinthians. Amen. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, that's John, of course, who wrote John, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So they didn't know he was going to rise from then. He talked about it, but they weren't, you know, they didn't understand his words. And so you can imagine, you know, they, they, they put a huge stone, uh, probably like a millstone that could roll. And so that's, you often see that in the movies and stuff. They put this huge stone in front of the thing and in front of the uh, thing and it had been moved. And so, um, so of course they're alarmed because Jesus is missing. You know he wasn't in the uh, he wasn't in the tomb. You know they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So they were dis- and the burial things were so specific. They did they they did the myrrh and the aloes and wrapped the body up for someone to mess with a dead body. With Jewish custom was was wrong was just way wrong. And so this will be upsetting to anybody. Let's continue on verse three. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outrun Peter and reached the tomb first. Again, that's John. He bent over and looked at the strips of linen lying there, uh, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separated from the linen. (laughs) This is a funny thing. Again, this is not a funny moment, but... Uh, I heard a pastor say, you know, Jesus folded the cloth, the, the cloth around his face um, uh, was folded up by itself, separated from the linen. And I heard a preacher say, hey, if Jesus could fold up, you know, he could fold his clothes. You can fold yours too, kids. <laughs> I love that. Pastor Dwayne, that guy's awesome. Uh, he saw and uh, he saw. See, um, he saw and believed. They still don't understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from that. See, again, they were looking for a natural king, um, and they just didn't, fl- you know, they were brokenhearted when he was crucified. They didn't realize three days later he was coming back. They said they still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. So, again, it looks like, you know, f- theft of Jesus' body. Amen. Let's continue on, verse 10. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept she bent over to look in the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where jesus body had been one at the head and the other at the foot i love mary she had been possessed by seven demons he casts the demons out of her the lady that portrays mary on the chosen is fantastic i mean she just loved the lord i mean she's real close yeah you can see the da vinci code thing and they get was jesus and mary together did they have a kid were they married yeah it, people love to speculate on that kind of stuff you know it's just <laughs> she was close to jesus she loved him you know you know like lazarus and the two mary and martha lazarus and his two sisters they love jesus amen they ask her and so the two angels ask her woman why are you crying 
They have taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. So the angel, I love that the angels, they're just like, hey, hey, why are you crying? And then, you know, of course, you know, take him out. They've taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they put him. She's upset, you know. Jesus is missing, you know, and she wanted to honor him, you know. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus there, but she didn't realize it was Jesus. So she saw Jesus there didn't realize it was him. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener. You wonder, did he, did he, was his face covered or something, you know? Somehow she didn't recognize him. That's just cool. Thinking he was the gardener, he said, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. I love that. He was just so kind. You know, first he says, first he says, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? I just love that. <laughs> He's standing right there the whole time. Who are you looking for, Mary? And he, Jesus said to her, Mary, I just, the kindness of Jesus is amazing. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returned to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So she couldn't hold on to him yet because he hadn't ascended into heaven yet. And so the whole thing wasn't finished yet. But he still gave her a cool preview. Isn't it cool that he met her there at the tomb? Yeah, just a kindness, you know, so kind. Uh, do not hold, I see. Do not hold me for I return to, my, to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returned to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Amen. Mary Magdalene, verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that she had seen, uh, that told them that he had said these things to her. Amen. So we're only five, we're only six minutes in. We'll just do the whole chapter. I wasn't sure if we we're going to be able to. Let's continue on. Uh, verse, eight, verse 19. Um, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked to fear the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. A <laughs> translation is real. He can just translate himself anywhere. He just stood among them. He just showed up. I love that. Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Amen. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your best friend, your pastor, your teacher, your leader? He dies right in front of you, and then you see, and then you see him alive again. Wow. That's why this resurrection thing is amazing. Um, Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Let's go to 22. Uh, this may have been a special filling of the Holy Spirit for the disciples, a foretaste of what all believers would experience from, uh, from the time of Pentecost. To do, God, to do God's work, we need guidance and power of the Holy Spirit. We must avoid trying to do His work on our strength. Amen. Amen. And again, on verse, this is the life and breath of God. Man was created but did not come alive until God breathed in the breath of life. God's first breath made man different from all of the forms of creation. Now through the breath of Jesus, God imparted eternal spiritual life. Isn't this cool? It's a cool commentary. With this inbreathing came the power to do God's will on the earth. Amen. That was awesome. Amen. So we have to have the, the Holy Spirit. There's so much confusion. Everybody understands the Father and the Son. But the 
but the Holy Spirit is such a mystery to most people. And again, is you know, is he is, is he just a spirit? I mean, the, the little boy, you know, the heaven is real. That little boy, the three-year-old boy, I think he was three when he died on the operating table. He went to heaven. It's a great book, great movie. Uh, Greg Kinnear's in the movie. Um, the little boy saw the Holy Spirit sitting on a throne in heaven. I've never thought about that before. That he actually is in the form of a person in heaven. Isn't that cool to think about? So. Again, we need the even Jesus, the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus um, when he started his ministry. Man, to do the work of God, you got to have the Holy Spirit. Just it makes sense. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Um, let's continue on. Uh, verse 34. Um, and we're down to, oh, so we got down to so 34, um, verse 24 to 31. We only have seven verses left. Only eight minutes in. Good. We're going to finish this up. Now, Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. <laughs> a week, A week later. So he had to wait a whole week. I never thought about it. I didn't know this. I, again, something new here. I, I'm sure I've heard this, but it didn't register before. So uh, I will uh, let's, let's, let's go from verse 24 down. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe it. A week later. So, so, so because of his doubt, I'm not saying Jesus was punishing him or nothing, but he had to wait a week. To actually meet the Lord. I love that. I love that that Jesus made him wait. <laughs> Isn't that great? I wish it said a month later. A year later. <laughs> Just kidding. Having fun. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Let me say something to you. When we get our new bodies, we're going to have a body just like Jesus. There'll be no limit in time and space. You'll be able to go anywhere, appear anywhere, do anything. Jesus had no limitations in his glorified physical body. And he, when he resurrected from the dead, he came back in a glorified physical. There's some people believe Jesus only rose spiritually. He didn't raise bodily. Then what happened to his body? His body wasn't in the tomb. His body was changed and glorified. And then they saw the same thing on the Mount, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, Peter and James saw him transfigured. They had a physical body that was glorified. So Jesus, but we're going to have the promises at the, at the rapture of the church. When we meet him in the air. We're going to get a brand new body. It's going to be just like his body without any limits of time or space. Isn't that cool to think about? You're going to have a brand new body and I ain't going to look like this no more. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Amen. Um, so let's continue on here. I just wanted to say that, you know, it's one to, I wanted to, um, uh, I wanted to give you know, the fact that he could just come and go as he as he wanted to. That's just so cool. Uh, and then he said to them, I'll, I'll just go back to a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, here you go, boy. Put your finger here. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have believed. So there's a, bless there's a blessing in not seeing and believing. Amen. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the, is the Christ, 
is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing you may have life in his name. Why is the Bible written? Why are these words written? What's the point of this entire book? Here it is. Here's the point of the book. Here's the point of the Bible. It's right here. This is the point right here. This is what it's all about. He's, um, John sums it up in one verse. Isn't this amazing? This is the point of the entire word of God. It's all leading towards John 20, verse 31. And here it is again. But these are written that you may believe. This is written so that we can believe. We read this and we should believe. This puts faith in our hearts. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As you read, that's why I'm always emphasizing getting in the word, reading, studying, meditating. It increases your faith. And you need faith to believe. But these are written that you may be able to see. Again, written. These are written. What? What for? That you may believe. Well, why do you believe if it's written? You go back and read it and you believe it helps you to believe. I told you I found, um, I said, told my family about a friend of mine, a Jewish friend I met down in Fort Lauderdale one time and he was challenged. Read the Bible from cover to cover. Genesis to Revelation. He was a very diligent guy, a real hardworking guy. He read it from Revelation and from Genesis to Revelation and got converted. <laughs> this there's power in these words. Amen. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. That you may believe Jesus is the Christ or the Messiah. That he's the son of God. Self-explanatory. And that by believing you may have life in his name. You have life in his name by your belief in what he did. Just like the thief on the cross. He believed in him. He believed in him. And he was redeemed immediately. Jesus said you'll be with me in paradise today. He believed in Jesus. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing how much God cares for us? He took the time, made the effort to write these things down. For those that are diligent, those that are searching, those that want to know the truth, it's all laid out in front of anyone that wants to know can know. And again, I don't know how many languages the Bible is actually translated into, but there's ways, I, I got to believe that there's ways of getting it to everybody. And if you don't, and again, people are having dreams and visions all over the world. Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, having dreams and visions of Christ all over the world. It's, it's being constantly reported now. God's moving by His Spirit. So if you can't read or there's the Trump Bible ain't translating your language, God will get to you through His Son, through a dream and a vision, and present His Son to you for salvation. Whew. Isn't this awesome? God is so good, isn't He? He cares so much for us. Wow. What an amazing Savior, risen from the dead, risen from the dead. <laughs> Love you. Have a blessed day. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Revelation Wednesday, and then we'll, then we'll, uh, Revelation Wednesday tomorrow. Amen. Love you.